Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you this weekend from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for baseball talk on the radio. Lots to get to on this week's show. We will take a deep dive into player development on the position player side and some of the things that the Indians are working on with some of their young hitters in the minor league system. We'll be joined by Alex Eckelman, who's the assistant director of player development for the tribe, focusing on the hitting end of things. We will also take a look back at one of the great moments of 2018. Last summer, Jim Tomey was inducted into Baseball's Hall of Fame, and we'll take a look back at his tremendous speech in Cooperstown on that Sunday afternoon in late July. But first, a look at a great accomplishment announced earlier this week for two members of the Indians infield, two young cornerstones of the tribe on the position player front, shortstop Francisco Lindor and third baseman Jose Ramirez were named Silver Slugger Award winners for hitting excellence at their respective positions, shortstop and third base, and it's a second consecutive season that each has won the award. For Lindor, he established new career highs in almost every offensive category and earned his third straight American League All-Star bid. Final numbers for Lindor, he hit 277, 42 doubles, 38 home runs, and 92 runs driven in. He finished tied for the major league lead in runs scored at 129, and he also found the time to steal 25 bases during the season. First shortstop in major league history and first Indian with at least 35 home runs, 40 doubles, and 20 steals in a single season. What a year for Francisco Lindor and for Ramirez a tremendous year as well and I know the last month and a half when he struggled seemed to overshadow what certainly was an outstanding season and it turned out to be even with the struggles late in the year one of the finest offensive years in Indians history he became just the third tribe batter to record 30 home runs and 30 steals in the same season Grady Sizemore did it in 08 Joe Carter back in 1987, and he joined Boston's Mookie Betts in becoming the first major leaguers to do it since 2012. So it just hasn't been happening all that much with stolen bases kind of taking a back seat for a lot of clubs. On the season, Ramirez finished hitting 270, 38 doubles, 39 home runs, and 105 runs driven in, and he scored 110 runs along the way and stole 34 bases, single-season career bests in runs, home runs, RBIs, and steals. So congrats to both Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez, Silver Slugger Award winners for a second straight season. And that's how we begin this week's edition 
of Tribe Talk. Again, great to have you with us. If you want to catch us, you can do so on the radio each weekend. We uh, send it down the line to our network affiliates at 5 o'clock each Saturday, so somewhere in there over the weekend after that time. If they don't carry it live, you can catch it both on uh, WTAM 1100, our flagship station in Cleveland, and many of our affiliate stations throughout the Indians Radio Network. You can also catch Tribe Talk online at Indians.com or in podcast form on iTunes. Just go to Cleveland Indians Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll have more to come after this on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. If you want to follow the Indians Radio Network, you can do so on Twitter. Our Twitter address is at Indians Radio, and we'll keep you posted on start times to our show each week here in the off season, and also guests coming up on the show. And our first guest today is Alex Eckelman, who has been in the Indians organization coming up on 10 years now. He is currently one of the Indians' assistants, assistant directors in player development, and he focuses on the position player side, specifically hitting. And uh, around the ballpark this week, down below in the bowels of progressive field, uh, the Indians had some of their minor leaguers in, really breaking down their swings and approaches at the plate and trying to find different areas of improvement for some of the youngest in the Indians' minor league system. And uh, Alex explains why that's so important and why this is a great time of year to get some things like that done. Yeah, great question. So we don't consider it a seasonal job where we're only trying to impact players you know, during the six months that we have them. But we often find the best way to work with players and the best time is during the off season when the stress of performance traveling the season is upon them. Uh, and it's hard to make adjustments. It's hard to make changes. It's hard to really focus in on the things that are going to help transfer into them having success. And so by pulling them out, trying to build individual individualized programs for them during the off season, it's times where they can take a step back. They can digest some things. We can really get hands-on with them. And oftentimes we don't utilize this time the best way possible. And so we're trying to find, you know, all sorts of ways, you know, all different types of programs in which we can do that. So you have some kids down there this week. And, and how do you decide who comes in? And, and how deep do you break down swings from a position player standpoint, working on the hitting end of things? How deep do you break that down? Yeah, so – it's the information age, and these players are used to seeing a lot of information, and there's a lot of misinformation and noise out there as well. And so we're gonna, we are gonna give them information because they want to know the why. Like it's not good enough for me to say, "Hey, I think you should do this with your swing," and they're like, "Well, why?" And so we try to, we try to show them uh, the information that we have from a data standpoint as far as what their performance is like during the season so it ties into okay if we feel like from a body standpoint from a vision standpoint from a fundamental standpoint hey we need you to do this like for you to have success at the next level and the next level you're really going to have to really dig in and make these improvements and and changes and then hey let's build a plan together and how we're going to get there because 
we both want the same goal. They want the same goal that we want for them, and so uh, building that partnership and, and finding and building a plan to get there is, is crucial. So you're doing this now for the organization, and, and you have a great perspective. Uh, when we first met, you were traveling with the Major League team in a scouting capacity. Uh, explain what was going on there and, and what led you to your your current position uh, from the standpoint of player development. Yeah, so my first five years with the organization, I was more in the advanced scouting role. Um, my last four in advanced scouting, travel, traveling with the team, uh, providing information with the major league or to the major league staff and players, you know, with our upcoming opponents. And so it was really excellent experience for me diving into okay, what drives success at the major league level. And obviously, just getting done playing and coaching, you have that competitive nature. We all want to win. We're in, we're in this business because we're very competitive people. Um, and so it gave insight on uh, some of the coaching aspect at the major league level, but what they're looking for as far as what's going to drive success at the major league level. And, and fortunately, an opportunity came uh, to move into player development, something that I've always I've uh, been interested as a player, and I coached in the minor leagues for a little bit before coming to the Indians. And so getting back to the player development and hopefully having that perspective you know, from my experience at the big league level and take that to the minor league level. You talk about perspective. You played nine seasons in the minor leagues, which is a, a long stretch, a lot of games, and, and a lot of it at a high level. How has that helped you in your current role, knowing what some of these kids are going through, maybe knowing what you had or didn't have at your disposal to try and get better and maybe be the best you could be? Yeah, we certainly didn't have the same resources, you know, at that time, whether it be nutrition, whether it be uh, strength and conditioning, whether it be uh, mental or performance coaches. uh, We didn't necessarily have that at that time. We didn't have the same information. Um, and I and I think a big part of so my development, like I was a free agent, so not necessarily high on the list of guys that making sure that they contacted and, and developed, you know, kind of like the first rounder. Um, but what what really revealed itself being in this role is how important it is to build that relationship and trust with every single player in your system, because you don't know, like we don't know who necessarily is going to be that guy who all of a sudden really develops, really progresses, you know, more than maybe we would expect or maybe not. Um, And so it's, man, give everybody those resources, you know, and then ideally you're building your whole organization and your whole department then to impact the big league. So, I mean, there's a big difference between, one or two guys from a draft class impacting the big leagues to three and four. And so it, trying to uh, trying to have every means possible to do that, to impact the big league team, win a World Series is obviously our ultimate goal. Well, we have seen that uh, draft impacts in, in recent seasons for the Indians' this current stretch. Alex Eckelman joining us, the Indians' uh, assistant director of player development, one of a couple. And uh, you have Ohio roots, having played your college ball at Ohio State. And as a result, what does that mean to, to be able to work for the Indians in-state after playing your college ball at Ohio State? Any extra significance there after playing your college ball there? Oh, no, definitely. Like going back down to Columbus and seeing our AAA team, obviously familiar with the whole area. Um, and so 
Like the, definitely. I mean, I'm from St. Louis originally. Uh, went to Ohio State, and I have not gone back to Missouri since. I mean, I've been in Ohio ever since then. And so getting into this organization was somewhat of a dream come true from a family perspective. You, living in this area um, while I was playing as well, uh, before I even switched sides. Uh, fortunately, I played with Chris Tremme, who just recently went over to the Cincinnati Reds organization as their field coordinator, but he was our AAA manager with uh, Columbus over the years, but he was the first one who got me in contact with the Indians as far as a role after I was done I was done playing. And so being here, I'm definitely having those Ohio State roots. There's a, not a lot of Ohio State people in the organization. I've got a battle against Northwestern people and Iowa people and, and you know, all sorts, Princeton, what have you. And so i got to stick up for my Buckeyes. And you have a hammer, so to speak. Not only did you go to Ohio State and play there, you were selected into their Hall of Fame after your playing career. You went in with Eddie George, who I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are uh, very familiar with, one of the great running backs, uh, not only in college but the NFL as well. Uh, how about that night when you were inducted in, into that Hall of Fame with Eddie George? Explain some of the, the good things that happened there, how people really gravitated toward Alex Eckelman. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, first of all, a tremendous honor. I mean, when they reached out to me and, and let me know, it was actually right after I retired, right after I was done playing. And so it was the timing of it was really special for me as well. I mean, you just feel like, okay, I'm done playing competitive baseball. And then you get bestowed this honor, and it's like you, you don't think about those type of honors. When you're playing, you're playing because you're having fun, and, and it's something that you enjoy to do, and you're motivated by it, and you're passionate by it. And then and then to get that honor was really, truly special, especially at a university like the Ohio State University. Uh, but it was really cool. We had a lot of good people in, in that class that were inducted together, Eddie George, he was always so both at the ceremony in which we spoke at, and then also we we <clears throat> were introduced at halftime during one of the football games. But Eckelman George, he was behind me at both places. So when I was giving my speech, and rightfully so, everybody's looking forward to Eddie George talking right after me. And the same thing at the football game. I think they got about halfway through introducing my name and what I did at the university, and the crowd was already cheering and standing on their feet for Eddie George because he was next. And so, and again, rightfully so, man, a great athlete, great ambassador for the university. So it was really a special time. All right, we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, so many people talk about the Indians. Uh, as being a progressive organization, and you're not the, the general manager, you're not the president of baseball operations, but they give you room to do your thing. Uh, how important is that with what you're doing now to, to have that flexibility, and how satisfying is it from a professional standpoint to really make an impact on the organization where you are? It is a great environment to learn in. I mean, I think everybody's motiva motivated to doing the best job that they can do to impact and win a World Series. I mean, that's that competitive part. But everybody, it's not like you're being pushed, but it's the same type of people who are all looking for information or new new things to learn and share with each other and collaborate on things. And so it's a really neat environment like from that standpoint. Um, and so it's been a pleasure, obviously, the last nine years uh, being here as far as having that creativity, uh, 
spitballing different ideas, no matter where, what you know where it's coming from, what person, what role it's coming from, uh, and then sharing those ideas and, and kind of embracing the different perspectives that we have here. All right, Alex, thanks so much for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That's Alex Eckelman, very much a varied career in the game of baseball, both at the collegiate level at Ohio State and now on the professional level, both as a player with Houston and St. Louis in their minor league systems and now in player development with the Indians. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll take a look back at one of the special days in 2018 for the Indians franchise. We'll take a look back at the Cooperstown exploits of Jim Tomey inducted into the Hall of Fame this past summer. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. What can I say about Cleveland? Both as a city and as an organization, my time in Northeast Ohio shaped the person that I am today in so many ways. Dick Jacobs had vision and the teams he built alongside of John Hart, Dan O'Dowd, and Mark Shapiro in the 90s were majestic. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Well, this summer was quite a summer for Jim Tomey as he was inducted into Baseball's Hall of Fame in Cooperstown in late July. And let's get right to it. One of the outstanding speeches in a day full of great speeches from an outstanding Hall of Fame class. And let's listen in to the first half of that speech from the Indians' all-time home run leader, Jim Tomey. Wow, is this amazing. These last few months have been an absolute whirlwind for a kid that grew up in Peoria, Illinois, hitting rocks in our gravel driveway on South Crest Drive with aluminum bat until my family and neighbors couldn't take it anymore. This is the ultimate dream come true. I was only in college for a short time before being drafted, but I can't imagine that any fraternity experience I could have had would have been better than this one. This is the ultimate fraternity. I wouldn't be here if it were, weren't for two very important groups of people. First of all, to the writers who wrote my name down on your ballots. I'm honored that you think I'm worthy, and I hope that I'll continue to prove you right. And to the fans that have rooted for me throughout my whole career, many of whom have traveled here today to support, your support has meant everything. Thank you. It was the pleasure of my life to play hard for you for 22 years. People ask me all the time if it's sunk in yet that I'm a Hall of Famer. I think that moment came for me in late February when I sat in Jeff Idelson's office and the great Henry Aaron was on the other line, welcoming me into this brotherhood. I'm in awe in each I'm in awe of each and every one of these men gathered behind me, and I want to thank them for traveling all across the country to help support our class of 2018. Thank you so much, guys.
Chipper, Trevor, Vlad, Jack, and Alan, congratulations. What an absolute privilege it is to go into the Hall of, Hall of Fame alongside each of you. And congratulations to Sheldon Oker and Bob Costas, yesterday's deserving award winners. The Hall of Fame is an amazing place. The intersection of the game's past and present. Being here, the overwhelming feeling I have is one of respect. Because those who came before me are the shoulders we humbly stand on today. The Hall is also a place where players and fans come together to celebrate the game that has no borders, no boundaries, and will forever be defined by its timeless nature. Because even though the cell phone might have replaced the transistor radio and the iPads are more common now than the sports page, baseball is still played the same way between the lines. Any place is only as good as the people who run it. People like Jane Forbes Clark, Jeff Idelson, John Shestakovsky, and Whitney Sellover, and Eric Stroll. Thank you for what you do every day as caretakers of our and for making my family feel so welcome and taken care of. Thank you. When I was writing my speech, I was overwhelmed as I reflected on the number of people who have helped shape my career. The first person will come as no surprise. From the moment I met Charlie Manuel, as a wide-eyed kid in the Gulf Coast League, I knew this was someone I could connect with instantly. Charlie took a scrappy young kid who was anxious to hit a million home runs and actually encouraged those crazy dreams. He told me that I could hit as many home runs as I wanted to. From, from day one in that dugout in Kissimmee, he always believed in me. Chuck, I'll never forget the day you called me in your office in Scranton. You had this idea that I could benefit from what Roy Hobbs was doing. Little did I know that day in Pennsylvania would change everything for me. From that day on, all we did was work, work, and work some more. You know I wouldn't be standing here today without you. Thank you for everything, but most of all, thank you for your loyalty. When I was drafted in 1989 by the Cleveland Indians, I remember one man being almost as excited as I was. My scout, Tom Couston, thank you for taking a chance on me. I'm grateful that we've remained friends all these years and to my agent for my entire career, Pat Rooney. I'm so glad we got to take this ride together. Thanks, Pat. What can I say about Cleveland? Both as a city and as an organization, my time in Northeast Ohio shaped the person that I am today in so many ways. Dick Jacobs had vision and the teams he built alongside of John Hart, Dan O'Dowd, and Mark Shapiro in the 90s were majestic. The Dolan family 
is doing an incredible job of continuing that legacy today. And I'm forever grateful that they've been so generous to me and my family over the years. I had amazing teammates in those days. Wow. The top of that order, Lofton, Viskel, Bayerga, Bell, and my first, first roomie in the big league, Sandy Alomar, and a rock-solid Charles Nagy on the hill, and two veteran leaders to guide us, Eddie Murray and Dave Winfield. To name one of them is to name all of them. They know how special they are to me. Those guys are my brothers. And to manager Mike Hargrove, thank you for continuing to write my name in the lineup, even when I struggle. All right, we'll take a break right there, our final break, and then come back with the last half of Jim Tomey's Hall of Fame speech after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And let's get right back to it, the completion of Jim Tomey's outstanding Hall of Fame acceptance speech in Cooperstown this past July. Each of my coaches brought something great to the table. Johnny Gorrell, as a young player, you reined me in. Buddy Bell, when I was learning how to play third base, your words of encouragement and advice helped establish a rhythm so I could make adjustments and consistently bring my best effort to the field. Gelly and Walk. When I was a veteran, you gave me confidence and knowledge, building me up for those moments when the team needed my best. To everyone I played against, a few of whom are seated behind me, God bless you for making it so hard to win games. You inspired hours of workouts, endless conversations of strategy, and challenged me to dig deep to pursue the truth that we all seek to discover but never quite master. We competed for the same thing and pushed one another to bring out the best in ourselves. I wore six uniforms in my career and every time I pulled one on, I had the honor of representing a community, each with its own identity. The faithfulness of the Cleveland Loyalists who sold out 455 consecutive games the unparalleled intensity of the Philly sports fan, the immense pride of the Chicago South Side, the endless blue skies for day games in Minneapolis, the Southern California sunshine at Dodger Stadium, and the cathedral that is Camden Yards in Babe Ruth's hometown of Baltimore, characteristics that make each city so unique. But what I remember most are the common elements that those places share, the emotions that draw us all together, the love of the game, the family outings, the simple joy of talking baseball, things that unite us, things that connect generations. Even though Peoria is 900 miles away from Cooperstown, the history of baseball was never far from my childhood because it lived in my imagination. 
It was like the field of dreams where I had a little league uniform on and I got to play alongside of Musial, Mays, Ernie Banks, and, and Ruth. And every game went into extra innings. It's the same dream that so many kids have of one day getting to the big leagues. I never forgot that dream, even after I became a major league player, because I could always see the dream's reflection in the faces of the kids in the stands, or whenever a child would just come up to say hello. The significance came full circle when I toured the hall in late February for the first time as a member and saw the plaques of all those who have been inducted, reading names like Hornsby, Fox, Killebrew, Mantle, and Jackie Robinson gave me the chills. Because in that moment, I recognized that the dream I had as a little boy growing up in Peoria did not live in my head, it lived in my heart. I still can't believe this has happened to me, a 13-round draft pick out of Central Illinois. To every kid that is dreaming of standing here one day, take it one moment at a time, don't sail too high or sink too low, learn to be good at handling failure, be the first one to the ballpark, be the last one to leave, work hard, don't complain. Be a great teammate. Ask other people about themselves. You never know what you might learn. And above all, treat people with respect. The best compliment any baseball player can receive is that he is a good teammate. It's the reflection of all the things not listed on the back of the baseball card. It's the focus, the attitude, the openness, and the way an individual picks you up on Monday but I'll call you out on Tuesday. In short, it's about accountability, reliability, and commitment. Baseball is all about family, and I'm so glad to celebrate this great day with the closest to me. Dad, thank you for teaching me not just about the game of baseball, but how to be a man and to always put family first. When we came here 10 years ago to deliver my 500th home run ball, it was an incredibly special moment. But I'm guessing that you think this is just a little bit better. How special we get to share this together. Mom, you've been gone for 13 years. I wish you could have been here today but I know you're looking down on us with that beautiful smile of yours. Thank you for those homemade chicken noodles and those great cinnamon rolls. And for sticking up for me when Randy and Chuck were crushing me in hoops in the driveway playing one-on-one. -on -one. And as you can see from the size of my brothers, I had my hands full. Mom, I can only hope you're proud of the man I've become you can take a lot of credit for it. To Chuck and Randy and my sisters, Lori and Jenny, I love each of you so much and I'm so grateful for your love and support. To my father-in-law, Jerry, 
Thank you for all you do for us and for your friendship. You're such a great example and mean so much. And to Andrea's mom, Sharon, I know you're up there with mom in heaven, so proud of our family. Family is everything. There are no words to adequately describe the love I have for my children. Lila Grace, you took my breath away from the first moment you came into this world and still do. Your gentle and curious natures are the things you express beautifully in your love of the arts and everything else you do. Watching you grow and being able to witness the joy you bring into this world is as great a gift as I will ever have. It's not every day a dad gets a chance to share the stage with his kid on a day as special as this. You sang so beautifully. Landon James, I never thought I could feel the same way about anyone as I do about your sister. But then you came along overnight, and my heart doubled in size. Getting to share our love of sports, life, and laughter feels better than any home run I've ever hit. I've saved the best for last. My beautiful wife, Andrea. Obviously, this induction into the Hall of Fame is one of the greatest honors of my life. The best thing, though, that's ever happened to me was the day that you agreed to marry me. Not only do you effortlessly bridge baseball, family, and everything else, you do it with grace, you do it with dignity, creativity, and beauty and intelligence. You are, without a doubt, the best teammate I could ever have and... With the world as my witness, I love you more today than ever. In closing, my experience has taught me if you try to conduct yourself with authenticity and honesty, the end result is one of the most natural highs any human being can have. I'm so honored to be a part of something so special, something greater than the individual. It's been my great privilege to have played the game for as long as I did. And I can say this with certainty, the possibilities are just as important as the outcome. In living the dream that is Major League Baseball, the best part is not the result, but taking the journey with the people whose contributions make it all possible. Baseball is beautiful, and I am forever in its service. Thank you. And there it is, one of the, the great speeches in a day full of great speeches in Cooperstown, New York, this past summer. Jim Tomey's Hall of Fame speech, the all-time Indians home run leader, and uh, certainly one of the greats in the game. Hopefully that got you through on this really First uh, cold weather weekend with some of that winter weather filtering through here in Northeast Ohio. We'll be back with another edition of Tribe Talk next weekend. Thanks, as always, to Brian Matze for his help in putting together our shows. Also, Anthony Alford on the case as well this weekend. Until next weekend, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network.